at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection too, free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. Hello, I am Gomez. Hello, I'm Morticia. Hi, I'm Wednesday. We invite you to the Bighorn High School musical production of The Adams Family, April 7th through April 14th at Bighorn High School. Tickets can be purchased at bighorndrama.com or at the door. Please come and enjoy America's kookiest family on a family-friendly wild ride as they attempt to be normal for one night. We, we hope to see you at the show. Presented by A-plus Services and First Northern Bank. Caring for the community's health is a team effort. In Sheridan, we are fortunate to have a wide array of exceptionally trained doctors specializing in over 25 areas of expertise. Each year, Sheridan Memorial Hospital recognizes these outstanding professionals on National Doctors' Day, celebrated on March 30th. The board and staff thank all of our doctors for their commitment and service to our community. Please join us in thanking them for providing medical excellence right here at home. Hi, this is Patrick from Harker Mellinger. Our advisory services are designed for entrepreneurs and small business owners so you can focus on your business. Our relationship is customized for what you want and need to ensure your business is as efficient as it should be. We will evaluate your business and provide solutions you will benefit from. We will coach you through each step of the process from start to finish. Contact us today, Harker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that's concerned about the upcoming Main Street road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep people coming into your store? Why not use the radio that you're listening to right now to let people know that you're open or about any specials that you're running? Sheridan Media is currently running advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We'll also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more and you know that you do, contact me, Julie Chadwick, at julie at sheridanmedia.com. Or me, Shauna Olson, at 752-1561 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about our clients, and we want to do what we can to keep our community moving during this time. We look forward to speaking to you about this exciting opportunity. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Roads are uh -oh. open westbound from Buffalo. It's pretty clear. I can't speak for the other side, but I imagine it's probably pretty similar. So, uh... Get your traveling done while you can. Uh, I did hear that we do have some storms coming up later on this week. 
which is always a bummer for people like me. Uh, got stuck at the house yesterday, uh, but I did manage to get into into town today. And with me this morning is the director of the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, A.J. Evans, and shelter trainer and founder of Unleashed, Marion Eccles. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Now, we do have a friend with us today, but, uh, you know, our, our cameras are offline, but that's okay. We can give a good description of Mo. <laughs> What? Uh, how, how old is Mo? Mo is about a two-year-old blackmouth cur. He's one of our oldest, our longest residents. He came um, to the shelter on March second of last year, and he really wants to be seen, but he only has to be heard today. <laughs> You'll hear him yeah. panting later on. But he was a transfer from a dog rescue in Cheyenne called the Black Dog Rescue. Um, they are a foster-based rescue, and they get to um, – there he went over – so the prison system in Rollins – there, he's trying to breathe in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> the prison system in Rollins has a training, um, a training thing for the prisoners to train yeah. dogs. And so he went through that training with all the basic obedience training um, when he came, but he is so rambunctious and has such a hard time controlling his um, – Oh, what do you call it? Enthusiastic energy. Enthusiastic energy, yes. Impulse control. And so it was hard to see that in him because he is boundless energy. And so um, he's had a... He has a couple of reasons why he's been with us so long. Part of it is because of his behavior at the kennel. If he sees someone new, he barks like a madman and is acts like he's going to be a mean, bad dog. But it's all common kennel behavior with a lot of dogs with this kind of background, you know, when they can't control themselves, they haven't had the proper, you know, they haven't had somebody tell them not to behave that way. And so... Through the course of the year I've been training there, we've been working on that, um, and it just takes a lot of consistency. And um, and now he's part of the uh, Better Canine Training Program, and so he'll be our next graduate. I need to work with uh, a little bit more with about something he's always had a problem with is reacting to other dogs poorly, and so we want to get that kind of nailed down before he can actually graduate from that program. Now, Marion, we've talked about this in the past. A dog's behavior in the kennel is going to be different than when you take them home. But there are certain things that you want worked out for sure before they go out the door. Yes. Uh, but uh, it, it, I do want folks to understand that certain behaviors are going to be kennel behaviors, kind of like what you were saying before. Exactly. Where he's a good dog. He oh. just he doesn't like being in jail, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Right? unfortunately. Yeah, and, and the hard part about that, I think, would be the fact that we don't know how Mo is going to be 100% outside of the kennel, do we? Well, uh, in his case, a little bit. Um, he did get adopted for a short amount of time. Um, when he first came to us, but it was, he was adopted to somebody who really wanted him and could not control him. Uh, I let the adoption happen because I wanted the man to see how difficult he could be. He's not dangerous. So I wasn't worried about anybody getting hurt. And, um, you know, he found out for himself that he was just too much dog for him. And his life circumstances actually changed to where he couldn't keep him anymore anyway. He was trying really hard to to manage him. 
but um, he just wasn't the guy for him. So, you know, we know that he's very, he goes into a crate and stays in a crate very well. He travels very well. Um, he, he'd be a great running partner. He would be, he was a great walking partner for this man. And he was a older gentleman an active, but older gentleman. And he was, he walked very well, but he had a hard time when he met other dogs on the pathway and we got a handle on that, but it's the consistency and largely with Mo making him behave and, and keeping him from getting overexcited. Because he's so much fun to get excited. <laughs> AJ has a hard time keeping she, him from getting excited because he's so much fun to play with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, the ideal home life for mm-hmm. Mo would be somebody who's extremely active, likes to take their dog with them, mm-hmm. run him around, and yeah. kind of wear him out throughout oh, the day. So, absolutely. You know, the kind of... Uh, he's probably not great for ranch work no probably not you know he's (laughs) he's not a ranch kind of dog but he would be great for someone young who um it likes to hike and bike i mean i could see him there are um there there's equipment you can get to attach a dog to the seat post of your bike and it keeps the dog from taking you away and it keeps the dog from getting too close to you so that would be a wonderful thing for him um somebody largely the biggest thing for him would be somebody who makes him behave yeah doesn't allow him to be bad you know because he just he doesn't know it's bad it's just dog instincts and he's got all this energy so one thing that i love about him is that smile Yes. He does have like the dog smile quite yes. a bit. He seems like a very happy dog. He is. And he is a beautiful would you call that like a golden color? Yeah, someone um said he looks kind of like a Rhodesian Ridgeback, but he's not, you know, he doesn't have other characteristics. It since he since he we don't know his upbringing. Uh Shan Foster out at the Country Pet Inn assessed him to be a Blackmouth Cur probably a mix because his head's quite large he's got a big head he does and it's a little bigger but he has other characteristics of the cur which is a hunting breed um he hasn't been trained to hunt so i don't know um if if he could actually be a hunting dog but it would depend on the person interested um in getting him yeah now, is he available for adoption now, or are we going to wait until he's through the, the no. BC program? He's he's available. You know, through the BC program, um, I'm training, and if someone wants to adopt a dog while they're in training, then I will we'll work something out. One way or another, the dog will continue training, ideally, and, and pass the exam with their new owner. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Like being that individual part uh-huh. of the training with the animal. Yeah. Yep, yep uh, that would be the best. Developing that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one reason why Gertie, our dog that uh, we adopted from the shelter when she was a puppy, she only knows us. Mm-hmm. She only knows our training, you know, Emmy and myself. And yes. so she's fantastic. Uh, might have to whistle for her if she sees a rabbit. But yeah. uh, other than that, she doesn't get too far from mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Her breed, you know, they're so loyal, but they're also... You know, so prey driven. Oh, so very prey. You guys do great with her. Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. She's uh, she is probably one of the smartest canines I have 
ever had in my life. And oh. I've had a lot of really clever cow dogs when I was a boy. Oh. My father was great with that stuff. But uh, yeah, she's a clever one. Now, with, when it comes to Mo, you said he's two years old. Yeah. We're, we're not... Uh, he's probably a mixed breed. Mm-hmm. He is beautiful in color, folks. Uh, I wish my cameras were working today. He's a beautiful dog. A lot of muscle mm-hmm. on him. He is active. <laughs> yes. uh, so it would really take somebody taking him up into those mountains. Yep. Maybe just running him around and yeah. having fun. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's one thing that I've noticed with a lot of dogs. Behavioral issues yeah. tend to kind of fade away. If you give them something to do, mm-hmm. give them, you know, wear that energy out of it. It's, yeah. And and I'm not comparing kids to, to dogs, but when you've got, you know, a house full of four and three-year-olds, yeah. really the key is to just wear them out. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> Take them out there, have have a lot of great fun games out in the yard and yeah. get them tired. Yeah. And nap time is yeah. a breeze. Yeah, a tired dog is a happy dog. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, he would, I, I, I would agree with you. Uh, he does love to play ball. I can't, uh, I can't forget to mention that. He has a huge ball drive. So if anybody out there is has a need for a dog that just can't stop playing ball mo is your dog <laughs> if you're looking for and it's fetch right like he can bring it back yeah yeah well, that's fantastic he, people love doing he that. has of course it has to be an indestructible ball literally because, <laughs> and so he uses them as pacifiers in uh, the shelter when he um doesn't get as much activity as he should so it's almost like a comfort item it is yeah, yeah. it is because sometimes he's gotten pretty upset at the shelter and you know it, and it's just stress you yeah know, honestly shelter stress shelter yeah. stress and as much as we can do as much as we do to make it as good as we can there it's still you know it, it doesn't it's not fulfilling environment for a dog yeah and when he's so difficult around other dogs it's hard for him to play with them and it's hard uh, you know, I mean, some of these dogs like him will find somebody who can play with him and then they'll get adopted right away. So it's a good luck like, charm for the other dogs to play with him, but not so good for him. Right. Because right. he keeps losing friends. But uh, we're always there and consistent. And now that he's in the training, it's keeping his mind busy. And keeping the mind busy is almost more important than the body. You you take a dog for a constructive walk where he's got to behave on a leash and watch his person to see where he's going, then you're going to get a lot more out of your dog than just letting it run and pulling you around on a leash. So... Um, that's pretty huge. And that's what we're, that's what we're, we're, that's what we work on at the shelter all the time. And then when we do the BC training, you know, that's what we're telling the dog, slow down, walk with me and watch me. I'll tell you where to go. You won't have to worry about it. And you don't need to smell everything. So just come with me (laughs) and we'll be fine. Yeah, that's something that uh, we've actually tried to get out of Gertie. She's got to smell everything on the pathway Uh all the way up and down. Even if she smelt it before, heading back to smell it again just to make sure. Yeah. All right. On that, we're going to have more with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter when we return after this. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Oh, 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 
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds her random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives right down the middle of the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2023 golf season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted Pass is now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone. The grass will be greening up before we know it. So don't miss out. Play golf this season at Kendrick Golf Course. When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. And your dog replies... Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diet for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Nut. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Caring for the community's health is a team effort. In Sheridan, we are fortunate to have a wide array of exceptionally trained doctors specializing in over 25 areas of expertise. Each year, Sheridan Memorial Hospital recognizes these outstanding professionals on National Doctors' Day, celebrated on March 30th. The board and staff thank all of our doctors for their commitment and service to our community. Please join us in thanking them for providing medical excellence right here at home. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, where we are looking to buy your clean used vehicles, tractors, ATVs, and much more. We will also down trade and do appraisals. Here at Primary Motors, we are a full service dealership offering quality used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Our super trailer store features a wide variety of stock, utility, and cargo trailers. Primary Motors has been making customers happy for decades. See us today at 2305 Coffin Avenue in Sheridan or online at primarymotors.com. Download your favorite Sheridan Media radio station app to your smartphone. It's easy, and you can listen to your favorite station anytime and any place right from your phone. Type in sharedamedia.com forward slash app. Choose the station you want to download, select install, wait for the app to download. Listen to your favorite Sheridan Media radio station anywhere, anyplace, anytime. Sharedamedia.com forward slash app. Sharedamedia.com forward slash app. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting, and with me this morning is the director of the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, A.J. Evans, and shelter trainer and founder of the Unleashed Foundation, Marion Eccles, and Mo, uh, soon-to-be graduate of the Better Canine Program. Now, Mo is available for adoption. <clears throat> Excuse me, and Marion said... That you can head on down there. You can adopt this high-energy, I'm going to give you fair warning, high-energy dog. And even though he's not finished with the Better Canine program, you, as Mo's new family, can join the Better Canine program and finish that training out with him. I think that is probably the best uh, uh, route for Mo 
to have somebody there who he knows is the boss. A beautiful animal. Head on down. Give him a look. Now, with spring comes events at the dog and cat shelter, and you guys do have a few, and they would like you to know about them. AJ, tell us about the Easter cat hunt April 4th through the 8th. So we're looking at next Tuesday through next Saturday for a bunch of folks to come in that are interested in cats. And of course, while you're there, take a look at the dogs as well. But this is meant to increase traffic, get a bunch of people in there, get these cats moving. Because currently we have 113 cats and all of them are looking for new home so come on in take pictures of certain cats that we want you to find oh okay prove to us that you found them you can use your smartphone we have a camera on site and then um you'll be entered in a drawing each night we draw one coupon of a 50 percent off adoption for a cat and of course that varies whether it's a kitten if it's a senior if it's an adult cat And that coupon is actually transferable. So if you know someone that is really wanting to have a cat, um, we say go ahead and let them have it. But we ask that you do use it within the month of April. Yeah, April's the time to get it used. And if you've got somebody who who needs a new furry friend in the house, now's the time to head on down there. 113 cats. My goodness. And kitten season is starting it's right yes the and corner. we don't have room that's why we want you to come on down and adopt a cat or two and make room for the new ones you know that's uh, uh when i got home from overseas that's kind of how i uh got in my daughter's good graces once again she was only about three years old took her down to the shelter and got a brother and a sister uh rupert and greta <laughs> she she absolutely loved those animals and one thing that surprised me uh they ended up being what do they call those great big cats mary and the big big ones I'm a dog person uh yeah sorry <laughs> a manx a ta- or a- one of those big orange tabbies that just you know <sighs> too big to be a cat what the heck is going on there Bob but cat. that's what rupert ended up being just this humongous animal uh but got me in good graces with the uh, with my baby girl once again when it comes to kittens i know it's it's really rough over there at the shelter how long do you have to hang on to a a kitten uh after it's weaned off of its mother well for one it has to be big enough to be spayed or neutered we will not let them go unless you know dr karen had a chance to to do that absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so that's that's quite quite a ways up there a few months at least right well it really depends on the cats you know and and we don't necessarily put an age on that it's weight oh, okay they so, have to be big enough you know to make it through the surgery safely and we watch their health too if they if they're showing any signs of a health issue small large or small we wait because yeah. we we don't um we don't we i just adopted two eight-month-old cats and they started as kittens at the shelter yeah and they are uh, very different to handle than a cat that had, the other cats I've had were like barn cats, you know, that have been a little feral, become little house feral cats. Side, yeah. yeah. And these guys, I mean, everybody at the shelter carries them around when they're kittens. They're so used to being handled. You pick them up and they just droop because <laughs> they're used yeah. to just, you know, not having to do anything once their person picks them up. 
So, yeah. You know, cats like that are great for kids, though. Mm -hmm. uh, and Very. so these are great family cats because having those ones that are just a little on the feral side, um, most of my cats have always kind of been just a little, I kind of mm -hmm. like it. Uh, <laughs> you know, give, puts up a good fight when you want to wrestle around. But, uh, you know, that can be dangerous for mm -hmm. younger younger kids, especially yeah. if you don't clip your cat's nails. And I do not believe in declawing myself. I, I think yeah. it's cruel and we, we shouldn't do it. But but uh, Emmy will clip uh, my cat's nails every once in a while and just kind of make things a little easier on everyone and the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of cats. Is there any particular reason that you can think of, AJ, why you guys are so cat heavy this year? I have no idea. Really, I know Second Chance is full. It's, you know, we just yeah. get a lot of cats. And uh, speaking of cats and carrying them around again, we have one one, one very special cat there. To me, very special. <laughs> Since I can't have a cat at home, you know, I have, so to speak, an office cat. And everybody that comes in for this Easter cat hunt, I'd like you to have a look at her. She really needs a special home. Her name is Themis, and I carry her around. She just loves attention and love in like a kangaroo-type pouch so that I can <laughs> wow. get something done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, she wants to be held. She wants to be loved on, and I simply can't get anything done with her in my office, and she gets along with my dogs. The challenge is that Themis is blind. Oh. So I have videos of her playing like a cat, um, she loves other cats. She loves dogs. She loves people, but she would have to be in a home, you know, where she's familiar with her surroundings. Yeah. Um, she would, changes. yep. She would have never been able to go out. I'd say unless it's a patio type situation where she can't fall off. Um, but whenever I'm at the shelter, you know, she's either in my office or in my kangaroo pouch or in my lab because I'm trying to give her this special attention that she needs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So please come see Themis. She's only three years old and she's this dainty little lady. I mean, she's just beautiful, but she's got this stare, of course, you know, every time she hears something, she looks around to trying to figure out where that noise comes from. But I can walk through the front office, she follows my footsteps all the way into my office and I can close the door and this is kind of like her little home throughout the day. But the problem is she's not getting seen with me having her, right, you know, in right. my office. But she really needs a special home, someone that, you know, can pay attention to her, possibly kennel her when they're not around because she's used to it. Oh, yeah, so she feels yeah, comfortable. Yeah, being at the shelter there and yes. getting, and I mean, the fact that she's blind, probably being put into her own personal safe space is, yes. is probably quite comforting. And so, AJ would cry if she got adopted, but they would be happy, happy tears. tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it difficult to get animals with maybe a disability adopted? Or have you noticed that people really want to embrace that um, you know they've got that compassion it's like because that's the part that I see uh, you know especially with my wife being who she is uh, she sees a, a wounded animal or an animal who needs something a little extra and she mm -hmm. just wants to jump right in do you see that a lot in people you know we're fortunate to not have that many cases and we've been dealing you know if, if we know we have a situation like that you know Themis is blind but any blind animal could possibly get around like, you know, mm -hmm. normal cats, dogs, that type of thing. Um, and then we, we trade 
a cat. We have traded a cat with a second chance because they specialize in special needs cats. Oh, fantastic. You yeah. know, and um, but when we did have a three-legged dog, I mean, he went quick. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and he had his leg amputated at the shelter. So, you know, but he really didn't know anything but being on three legs. He you was know? quite young when he, the, he, he had was his a leg puppy, dog. correct. Yes. So we did not have any problems with that. And I hear he's getting yeah. around just fine. Yes. Isn't he? Uh, we three- had a deaf one in that litter, too, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. We had a deaf one in that litter, and they, they had some vision problems. Yeah, I think there were four puppies. And yeah. Um, just so a bad the, situation. It was, but uh, yeah, people find it interesting, I think. I, I know that I do. It's like, oh, a deaf dog, that could be interesting to train, you know? Yeah. So you start thinking of all the possibilities and a little bit of a different challenge, you know? So I think a lot of people do that. And, you know, it, it's interesting to talk about if you're an animal person. Yeah, I, I had to train this blind dog or a deaf one, hand signals and yeah. Yes, we did take him over to the senior center for a visit. We try to go out there once a month. And I hear mm-hmm. that they love that visit. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be excited for it. Now, real quick, AJ, tell me about the Home and Garden Show. That's going to be held April 21st to the 23rd. What are you going to be doing out there? For one, we actually have two booths, two um, hosts this year, Concept Z and CB Operations. Thank you to to those guys. And because of that, we're going to be able to have an indoor and an outdoor spot. So weather permitting, you know, we'll be at both. Last year was really a crappy, crappy type of season, kind of like this. So (laughs) it was awful. Um, And we were glad to have the inside booth. So we'll be at both stations. We'll be walking dogs around. So, yes, Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and we will be there. It sounds like it's going to be a good time. I want to thank you both for coming in. Thank you for bringing in Mo. Uh, Sorry the cameras are down today, but, uh, you know, I think uh, maybe the right person may have been listening this morning. (laughs) All right. Now, when we come back, we're going to visit with the Museum at the Bighorns. Stay with us. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE. And 103.9 FM, shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds her random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Hi, this is Guy Cameron, Compliance Director for Cowboy Skill Games. This April, Cowboy Skill is expanding their Wyoming locations, allowing for additional revenue to help support our local businesses. Cowboy Skill is proud to be a Wyoming-based company and has earned the gold standard of compliance. To find out more about adding the highest earning skill games to your business and keeping our tax dollars in Wyoming, log on to CowboySkillGames.com. That's CowboySkillGames.com. 
Wyoming Corporate Office is located at 30 North Gould Street in Sheridan, and they provide a myriad of services. What is a registered agent, you may ask? The real question is, what aren't they? Wyoming Corporate Office can assist you in forming your LLC or Wyoming-based corporation, provide mail forwarding service, and accept legal and financial documents, and so much more. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with RAP Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call RAP Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with Rapp Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining me for the second part of the show this morning is the Executive Director of the Museum at the Bighorns, Danielle Stockel. Good morning, Danielle, and welcome back. Thanks for having me. Go ahead and pull that mic right up close to you. Thank you. Now, uh, how are you doing holding up in this weather? (laughs) I'm tired of it. (laughs) Me too. It's one of those situations, you know. I'm from North Dakota, and I have family who send me pictures of what's going on there, which make me feel a little bit better about the weather here, but I'm still just really tired of all of it. Is the wind blowing pretty bad up Fargo way right now? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's always so rough. Uh, I was in, I was doing a job in the oil fields for a little while, and driving up there in the winter was always just, you you just took your chances, yeah. hoped for the best, and and put your nose down and went. You yeah. know, like a horse heading to the barn. Just yep. do your best. Exactly. Now, um, you opened March first. Yeah. Huge paleo exhibit. Yep. How are people loving this? I think they're responding really well. We're getting a lot more visitors than we usually get this time of year. And we haven't even really started doing programming or anything around it yet, which we will be throughout the year, especially going into the summer. And people are enjoying it and coming in and and coming back. We've had lots of kids. I had a a little kid um, standing not far from my office the other day telling an adult all about what pterodactyls are and it just made my day this is why i do this job absolutely <laughs> seeing seeing that uh, that passion you know and and dinosaurs and kids hand in hand yeah it's, it is probably and of all the scientific studies 
You know, that's probably the one, especially for little boys, that they just dive into right away. What is more fun than a giant meat-eating lizard, right? (laughs) And they know so much. They know all these big Latin names and just an encyclopedic amount of knowledge, and it just always amazes me. You know, uh, there's a a famous meme that passes around, and a lot of people say, you know, it it, it gives a good laugh, but uh, it's... One of the worst parts about growing up is nobody asks you what your favorite dinosaur is anymore. <laughs> I like to, I love that meme, and I like to ask adults what their favorite dinosaur is. Do you have one? I absolutely do. The Triceratops. I oh. love the Triceratops. Have ever since I was a little kid. Just absolutely. What about you? I really like, um, oh, there's so many that I like, but I, I'm partial to, um, Anything from the seas, um, the amylites, oh, is wow. that the right word? Um, uh, I really like those, the things that look like little snails and yes. everything. And they polish up so prettily. I, I like those. Yeah, and, and, you know, my father worked up at a mine, and every once in a while when they were digging in the earth, you get these humongous, yeah. perfectly round stones. Yep. And once you crack those perfectly round, and I mean, these were large, you know, some half the size of a car. Yeah. And you break these things open so that you can see down into the middle and you see that that all started from a shell about the size of a dime. Yeah. And it just blows my mind every time I see And I really like the plant life that gets overlooked so often. I was really glad to see that we, we were able to include a little bit of plant life in our exhibit. And I'm looking forward to being able to talk about that in some programming. It's just something that people um, underestimate and don't always see. They think of the big T-Rex and, and some of the great big things that you see in movies. And there's so many more things that were going on at that time period. And Oh, absolutely. And one thing about your exhibit, it's it's from dinosaurs to mammals. Yeah. So we get to, I mean, how many uh, uh, little fossils do you have of the smaller mammal animals that started to develop around that time period? I'm not sure how many of the smaller mammals we have. I know we um, one of the exhibits focuses on the Ice Age and talks about mammoths and bison. Um. I'll have to take a look again to see what kind of the smaller things are. I don't always remember. I get confused with the Latin names. I don't always remember <laughs> Yeah, what I do they too. Are. <laughs> I do too. They all start sounding the same after a while. <laughs> I'm not a paleontologist by training, so I, I always say I, I know a lot for an armchair paleontologist, <laughs> but I go. really don't know that much when you quiz me on it. <laughs> now, you and your collections manager, Jessica Salzman, you guys have been working really hard to improve on the museum's exhibits, kind of freshen them up in a way. What what work has been done so far this Because uh, the majority of that work was probably done prior to March 1st, right? Yeah, we have a, a lot of the exhibits look the same as they did last summer. I've been here for close to six months now. And so the a lot of the changes have been real subtle but going into the summer, we're going to start changing out more things, adding adding and subtracting and moving things around. We're not looking at doing a heavy investment right now. Mm-hmm. I do want to keep freshening things up and give people a reason to come back. But we're looking at doing some major investments. And as part of that, we want to really talk to the community. We're, what our process is called is interpretive planning. But what that looks like is going out and talking to stakeholders, who's who are our donors and our members, 
who's been visiting, who hasn't been visiting, why aren't they visiting, what mm-hmm. can we offer to appeal to them, how can we create a fan base and really, you know, we're looking at, when you look at a lot of modern media companies and how they interact with their fan bases, gaming companies, you know, there's all these online forums for people to talk to customers and the companies to talk to each other about what should the next game include, what 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 um, events should be created around these games. The museum industry is really shifting in that direction too. And how can we, instead of being a sage on the stage telling everybody, these are the five things that are canon that you need to know, we really want to be a guide on the side and help people explore what they're interested in. People so often say they hated history class because they had to learn the same dates over and over again. Yeah. But then when you start to talk to them, they'll know the entire history of their favorite sports team. Well, that's history too. So how can we facilitate people diving into local history and really embracing that? We don't have to tell everybody all the facts. We have to inspire you to want to learn more. I always say that museums are really expensive advertisements for history books, but it's really true. That's what we want people to do. We want you to come in, get excited about an exhibit we saw, and then want to go read more about it and learn more about it. Yeah. And and however that is, uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole point of a museum. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing that, that I've done in the past is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, research a museum to find out what they have there. And then by the time I get there, I'm pretty excited to see X item. Right. Like uh, that thing is sitting right there, man. Yep. We get to go look at it. Uh, you know, second ACR museum. Uh, it's military museum. Pretty much it's on a base and uh, it's the armored cavalry regiment. And they've been around for so long. I don't know exactly when they were formed, but uh, it was it was pre-Civil War, maybe even Revolutionary War. And so being able to walk up to those items. I mean, I have seen the sword. That was surrendered by General Lee. Yeah. And, oh, oh, it's just, it's moving to see certain items in your museum. Yeah, it's counterintuitive to a lot of people. But the more things we can put online and make accessible to people, the more they want to come and visit and see it in person. It's making a pilgrimage to something that you care about. To actually experience it, stand in front of something, go to a Smithsonian museum and see you know, the, the ruby slippers that Dorothy oh. wore in The Wizard of Oz, people find that so moving. And you can see a million pictures online, but to actually go there and see it is an experience that you just can't replicate any other way. And that's what we want to do on a smaller scale here is have have those items that people will make a pilgrimage to come and see and learn about and then send people out into the community to learn where can where else can they find about this history if they're interested in ranching history or, um, you know, some the Johnson County Wars? Where can we send them to learn more about that? If they want to learn more about the Rose, the Battle of the Rosebud, or so, some of the other important, you know, um, the important forts, the important battles that happened in the area, where can they learn more? We want to be that base camp that's sending them out. Come see us. Get a 
Sheridan 101, Bighorns 101, briefer on the history and then go and explore the area. That's really what we want our organization to become. And it, it, thus, you become like a network. Yeah. Uh, part of a network of, of museums and trails yep. and things that you can see. And you can really stand in those areas and see those items. And I don't know if individuals out there listening are, are really into this, but I, I am. I love to be able to stand right about where the individual was yes. when they said, you know what, this is what's going to happen. Oh, it just changes your whole perspective. Absolutely. And does. to get a sense of what is the weather like here? How far can I see? You, you can't get that from a book. And you can learn so much from a book, but to actually stand there in that location and, and feel what what it must have been been like to be there at that event is just something else. And I, that's one reason I love to go up to Fort Phil Kearney. And, and one of the events that they have up there is kind of like a haunted little graveyard tour. But standing out there one night, uh, I was up there taking some photos for a newspaper that I worked for. And I was standing in the dark at that fort and I thought to myself how lonely would that have felt there's no one coming to help you yeah if anything bad were to happen I mean that is such a lonely feeling yeah and it really did change my perspective standing in the area looking off into the darkness that some lone soldier back in the 1800s you know had to do yeah and it's an amazing perspective on history it really puts you there yeah and and so i would encourage anyone to uh head on down to the museum and start this trek into any part of history that you really want to even you know thinking a dinosaur could have walked by this area right here yeah yeah, the, the expanse of history here is so amazing, and there's so much rich history in the Sheridan area. And right up to the contemporary area, how, era, how, how do these things fit together, and why were why have people been living here for thousands of years? And, yeah. and people continue, Sheridan is growing. People continue to want to live here and move here. And as a new resident, I am so excited to be here. I'm really enjoying it. And... I'm keep asking people, you know, what is what is the reason you live here? Why did you come here? Why did your family come here? Why do you love it here? I'm always trying to get at that sense of place and and why do people love it? Because if we can distill that and share that through our museum, that's what visitors really want to experience. What what makes this place unique? Why do people live here? And Danielle, if someone's like, you know what, I got an idea, what do they need to do with that idea? Do Contact they- me. I'm really excited to explore ideas with other people. We, I, I have a lot of ideas. Our staff and board members have a lot of ideas of exhibits we should explore. But there's so much going on that we don't, we can't know everything. And there's people out there with really good ideas of, of exhibits that and programs that I would love to hear about and work with them on. And you know, there's parts of history throughout this entire area that uh, we don't. I mean, only certain individuals kind of embrace, right? The history buffs. Yeah. Like the, the history of the tie hack and, and things like that. That is significant history to the development of our area. Yeah. How did we get the wood to build what we needed? Yeah. And that might not seem like a big idea to some folk, but to other people, that was someone's whole life right yeah. there. Yeah. You know, and to, and to see the world from that person's perspective changes yours. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of history. Now, there are some other things that people can contribute if you're like, you know what, I've got an idea, but also I would like to help out. There are some volunteer opportunities going on down at the uh, museum, aren't there? I've only got about four minutes left. What could I do down there for you? 
we have we're embarking on a large project to get a better handle on our collections. What do we actually have? What what kind of gaps do we have in our collection? What should we be collecting? So there's a lot of opportunities for people to get involved in that way if that's something they're interested in. We have a lot of opportunities to become involved in programming and people don't have to be experts in in anything really to come in and get involved. We provide training. And if you like talking to people, if you like talking especially to kids and families, come and see me and I can train you in what it is we need to do in our programs. But people just talking to visitors about, you know, if you have a background in ranching or a background in anything related to Sheridan history, um, come and talk to me and I can help guide you through how we develop programs. And so you could actually lead a family through an entire exhibit and and one thing about enthusiasm, it's infectious. Yeah. You know, uh, someone smiling, having a good time, who knows their stuff, that's the kind of tour guide that I love. Yeah. Uh, and people who can do demonstrations, artists, people with hobbies, people, visitors love seeing stuff like that. Our world has become so specialized even with so much information available online, it's hard to really know how to get started on a project or a new hobby. To be able to talk to somebody about that in person and get an understanding of you know, what it is, what you need to do to actually get started, that's really exciting and fun for people to see. And we'd like to do more of that also. And and like one uh, f- of the flint napping. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, it's such a specialized uh, uh, technique. To make sure that uh, you get what you want out of that piece of, of flint or rock or yeah or or whatever they used, uh, but uh, it, it was a really specialized skill back in the day. It's really difficult to do. Yeah, and you can watch YouTube videos. I love watching YouTube videos on on how to do this stuff. But there's so much that gets you know people forget a really important detail. They assume that it's obvious that this is what they did next, and you didn't see that, and then. You can't make it happen in the same way. So be to be able to talk to somebody who's actually standing there doing it and ask questions is such a nice thing to, to be able to connect people with. And so these individuals who are out there who may have these specialized skills, they just got to give you a ring and say, yeah. hey, I would love to show people how to do this. Yep, exactly. Come work on a quilt for a couple hours on a Saturday morning. Come work on your woodworking project or leather working project. We'll, we'll be happy to work with you. And I just want folks to know, maybe you're not great at certain hand-on type of crafting stuff. But, uh, you know, as Daniel was talking at the beginning, inventorying and cataloging, if you're more of a logistical person, you like those numbers, you like that attention to detail, that's the perfect way to do it. All you got to do is contact Danielle. I've run out of time. Danielle, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. As always, it's been great. It's always a pleasure having you, and I love history. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds 
for her random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you just are ready to make a change, come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. Caring for the community's health is a team effort. In Sheridan, we are fortunate to have a wide array of exceptionally trained doctors specializing in over 25 areas of expertise. Each year, Sheridan Memorial Hospital recognizes these outstanding professionals on National Doctors' Day, celebrated on March 30th. The board and staff thank all of our doctors for their commitment and service to our community. Please join us in thanking them for providing medical excellence right here at home. Harker Mellinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax-efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all of your financial bases and making informed decisions. Contact us today, Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that is concerned about the upcoming Main Street Road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep folks coming into your location? Why not use the radio station you're listening to right now to let people know that you're open and about any specials you're running? Sheridan Media currently has advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more, and you know that you do, contact me, Derek, at 461-0580. Or me, Jim Schellinger, 672-7421, for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about Sheridan. And we want to do what we can to keep the community moving during this time. We look forward to talking to you about this exciting opportunity. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!